bad. That was so, that was so we can't put that on. <laughs> yes, we can. Fuck. Well, that's popping, everybody. Welcome back to What Girl and Her Mother in Law. Hi. Uh, guys, you know how exciting it is to actually be in front of a oh, whistle. I'm getting like, all the serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> the laughs are coming back. It's, it's nice. It's it so is. nice. It's very it's nice. So nice. Why do you talk so much quieter than me? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't My waveform is like this. And mine is like this. I don't know. It's okay. I'm just a loud ass bitch, I guess. Oh, Benji doesn't like closed doors. Zane just closed the bedroom door because he's on a phone call. And now Benji's at the door. He's got FOMO. He's like, Dad, let me in. What's going on in there? (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm back. Yay. I went to Texas. And let's hear about it. (laughs) I know she has a million vlogs, so. Yeah, I got only the first one up yesterday. Okay, well, you just just, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have so much footage. The the vlog yesterday was like 40-something minutes. Wow. So if you guys want to see an in-depth... I'm going to have to go watch it. Yeah, yeah, you should. You know? I mean, yeah, it's cool because you can see what we did on vacation. I would love if you filmed when you went on vacation. I'd be like, oh, I wasn't there. Let's see what you did. Except I don't go on vacation, (laughs) so... You will be soon. You have those damn that. Well, we you uh, hello. What we do got, <laughs> We got her uh, a gift for her birthday, like two birthdays ago. Two birthdays ago of like flights, car, whatever. So yeah, you have a trip to go on. Um, uh, what was my point? <laughs> point was, oh yeah, if you, you want to see, watch what people do on vacation. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to see an in depth of like what we did, there's like a forty something minute vlog from just the first day of us getting there. <laughs> so wow, go enjoy that. We tried Whataburger. Which apparently people there say Whataburger. Water. Whataburger, but it's spelled W-H-A-T-A, like Whataburger. Whataburger. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. Mm. Oh my God, like you need to try it. We need one here. Okay. It's amazing. Franchise I, it. Go ahead, open it okay. up. We On it. Do Whataburger. 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 <laughs> Whataburger. That's <laughs> because everywhere outside of here talks not Burr. proper. Although you said it's, it's what what a burger. Mm. I think I think people were saying on my comments that like it is what a burger, but everyone there says water burger. I'm not so sure. So it's okay. what a. I what think a, of it as like what a burger. Wow, like, like what, what a burger. burger. That's probably yeah. how they Meant thought it. of it. Yeah, mm. think. Mm. And I'm I just think I'm like smart over here, and like, that's probably the point. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, what a burger. Wow, what a burger. Who would have thunk it? That's a great name for a place. Let's just name it that. Not water burger, because it's not a burger of water. It's a burger of beef. Anyways. But anyways, all right, so it was good. Anyways, it was delicious. I said on my vlog that it reminded me of McDonald's, and people were like, don't compare it to McDonald's. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I love McDonald's. Okay. (laughs) McDonald's is my shit, so that's a very big compliment. Mm. It was like McDonald's, like, mixed with Shake Shack. Which are like two of my favorite burgers. Okay. It was really delicious. Um, what else? It was fucking hot as balls. <laughs> Hotter in Austin because it's more down south. Mm-hmm. Dallas was a less hot. Because um, we went to the Six Flags there and we were walking around. And it, it was hot, but like not Austin. <gasps> you walk outside and you're dripping. Mm. Dripping. Um, I don't want to be like repetitive if you guys watch my vlogs or I don't know, this might be boring, but long story short, um, our favorite spot that we went to was Dallas. We really loved it. I would vacation there again. I would want to bring you guys there. I would want to also bring you, we went to a animal farm that we found on TikTok actually. It's called Indian Springs Ranch. This was in a little outside of Austin. 
Um, but it was worth the drive from Dallas. Like I would stay in Dallas, drive to this drive there, there and then drive back. Home, yep. Yeah. Um, they had like exotic animals. It was this guy. Um, his dad like owned this 50 acre ranch and just loved animals. And they just used to like just own them. And then he said just recently he started doing tours. I'm like, you should be charging more for this. Like this is insane. He lets wow. you go up to the camels and the zebras and the kangaroos and alligators and um lemurs like they had so much Aww. shit it was really really cool like that shit I, I was like acting like a little kid like zane was laughing at me because i was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> he's like it was so, so cool amazing. to see you like that like you were so excited i was like a little kid in a candy store it's amazing it was amazing um those are really my highlights from it we went to top golf for the first time it was fun but i suck at golf mm. are you good at golf no it's hard they make it look easy. I've only ever did putt putt, uh, like mini yeah. golf, mini golf, and yeah. I wouldn't right now anyway with my back because the whole yeah. like twisting thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll just be scorekeeper. I'll just watch. Okay, well, I keep it for you at Top Golf. Huh? There's microchips in the balls. Oh, oh, isn't that cool? Yeah, because we were the whole time we were there. I had to look it up after the whole time we were there. You hit the ball, and then it's like bowling. You watch on the screen your ball go, and then there's like targets. There's different games you can play. It's very technologically technologically advanced. Wow. And so you watch your ball fly in the air at the target. And when we were there, we're like, how the fuck does it know? Are there like cameras everywhere? Like tracking the balls? Like there's, you know, driving ranges. There's right. so many people. So many people, people hitting their balls. Like, and they're micro-tripped golf balls. Unbelievable. It's crazy. And it keeps score like a bowling thing on the screen. That's amazing. It's really cool. And then it, it's a cool atmosphere because they like serve you alcohol. They have like food and they bring it right to your little table. That you're cute, playing golf. It's cute, a really cute, cute thing. Cute. They're opening one on Long Island soon. Yes, you told me. Yeah, yeah, That's exciting. Yeah, that would be fun for all of us to go. Just go and hang out. It's nice, too, because you can bring however many people, and you just pay, like, the hourly price. Oh. So, like, whatever Zane and I paid, like, we could have had Five more Five of people. us or two of yeah. us. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an hour was, like, more than enough time. That's so interesting. Because how, how many times can you hit a golf ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, the swing back is, like, an art form to, like, hit it. I would miss so many times. I only included the clips where I made it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Top Golf was fun. The food was great. Um, if you want to see all of the places that we went to, I have a highlight on my Instagram. I tried to Instagram a lot. I don't think I've ever Instagrammed so much in my damn life. But I was taking pictures and then I would upload them when we were like driving or something. Mm. So it was like easier for me because Zane was driving the whole time. So I could just like have my little moment to post. So I posted a lot. There's a Texas highlight. You, there's every food restaurant. I reviewed all the food on my vlogs. I show you guys everything. So there'll be more details on there instead of me sitting here talking your ear off. But it's beautiful. Um, it was I, nice. It was really fun to get away. I can imagine. Yeah. And like just rent a car and just explore somewhere new. It wasn't like we were on, like, a resort and we didn't leave or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, literally, like, we were just in another state as if we, like, lived there just, like, exploring. That's cool. It was fun, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And really now you just have it. to go somewhere else, another state. Uh, we we want to do San state. Diego. Oh, California. Yeah, we've heard a lot of nice things about that. Because we, we've been to California, but, like, for a very short time and we loved it. So mm-hmm. we would like to, like, vacation there. That would be fun. And Italy. I want to go to Italy. Wow. Yeah. But, Yeah. I feel like I'm missing major details, but we really just like ate, drove around, hung out, just like really chill. It was nice. It was just nice to get away, to be able to just get away. Yeah. And like you said, like just spontaneous, Mm -hmm. not not have a set thing, stop and eat when you were hungry at whatever was, yeah, you know, it's like nice to have 
like the freedom and not live by a schedule. Mm-hmm. Like you Yeah, know. and we've never done a vacation like that, Zane and I. Just like rented a car and just explored somewhere new. We've never really done that. It's usually like a this tropical. Is where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be have that freedom. I will say mm. their barbecue food. Really? Oh my God. Like, I will give it to New York. Like everywhere we ate, like you could get that food in New York. Mm. Not the barbecue. We went to a place called Hutchins in Frisco and near Dallas. The the brisket melted in your mouth. It was unbelievable. And then and it was really cool because you go up to it like a Chipotle line mm-hmm. and they're like, what do you want? Like, well, weigh, they weigh out the cooked meat for you. And it and then they put on like a as if you get like fresh jelly meat, like a little sticker, and then the lady scans it when you're ready to check out. It wasn't oh, like a okay. sit-down restaurant, you know what I mean? So I'm sure like, there are, but the right, one we right. went to. So you go up there, and we were like, okay, we'll get like half a pound of brisket, half a pound of this, whatever. And he's like, you want to try our sausage? Like, they're trying to sell you stuff. They're like, you want to try this? You want to try this? And they gave us this jalapeno cheddar sausage. <gasps> See, when now I, that would, you would sell me on that. When I tell you, we put the piece in our mouth, and we're like, a sausage, like whatever. We were like, sold, give us a link. Give us a link. It was like, it. oh my God, their food was so good. <sighs> the, the brisket, it was like fatty and it like just, oh. oh my God. And like outside of their restaurant in the parking lot, they have like all like the big like roasters. The smokers and the stuff smokers. Like that. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was delicious. The mac and cheese was great. The coleslaw was delicious. And then you had like little things you like serve yourself with the little sides, but. Salivating. Oh, that brisket, man. It was unbelievable. And Zane got these things called burnt ends. Mm. I don't really know like what it technically is, but it literally was called burnt ends. And it was like a it little bit burnt. Ends. Yeah. And that was really good too. But my favorite was the brisket. I'm like, I, I maybe if we go looking, we would find somewhere here. Mm. I'm sure there's somebody that like moved here from Texas that opened a restaurant or some shit. So I, I want to see if we can find a place like here. A really good. A really mm. good like barbecue brisket, like roasted. Oh. <laughs> that was like my favorite food that we had and we also went to a taco place because they're known for their Tex-Mex too Tex-Mex mm. and we had like one of the best tacos we've ever had too wow yeah the food was great the food was really good um, it was just too hot it was it was pretty hot yeah like manageable because I, although we wanted to go on a hike and we just couldn't like Zane literally got a warning on his phone that was like don't go outside for a long period of time today because it's that hot out. Like the feels like was like 110. He's very upset about the door. Benj? What? What? He locked you out? He's like, Mom, do you see? The door's closed. He locked you out? Are you so sad? You're so sad? It'll be okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah, food was great. It was very nice to just explore. Our Airbnbs were so cool. And it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys are back. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a shooting in Austin, which was crazy and scary. Did you see they found them? I Yeah, the one guy. No, both. It was oh, two good. 17-year-old kids. What are you doing out drinking, first of all? Second of all, you weren't allowed to open carry on that street, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no. So... And there's a lot of cops there. Luckily, they were close, so they were able to stop it quickly, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was scary because we woke up that day. Actually, one guy passed, unfortunately. Oh. And guess what? He was 25, and he was visiting Texas from New York. 
I'm like, holy shit, that like literally could have been me and Zane. I got the goosebumps. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So, recipes to him. That's fucking two of the two people were in critical condition and he passed. Anyways, um, so we went to Dallas for a few days and we were gonna wake up, drive to Austin, stay there for a few days, and we woke up the day, the morning we were checking out of Dallas and driving to Austin to that news. It was, I was in the moment. I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like texting Jerry. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm crying. I'm freaking out. And I started crying. I'm like, "What are we gonna do?" Luckily, like I messaged my Airbnb guy. I was like, "Are you in a safe area? Like, can you update me? Are things closed down?" <laughs> Benji. Um, luckily, everything like felt pretty good. I think after that initial nerve calmed down, they found one of the guys before we even arrived because it was a long drive. I felt like safer. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out, though, we were literally going to go on Sixth Street, which is where the shooting happened, and it's like not a very good street apparently. Like it used to be a fun little bar restaurant area, mm-hmm. but it's become like just a lot of crime there. So we ended up not going. It did feel a little eerie. I think it affected our view of Austin a little bit. Not view, but like it just it. Right. We didn't have as much it fun. It a little bit. Yeah, we just didn't have as much fun as we did in Dallas. I mean, we had fun, but it was just a little like when we were eating, we sat outside and we were a few blocks away from 6th Street and it was just a little like, mm. you know, like, oh, what was that noise? Like, oh my God, like, are we safe? Like, da, da, da. Which right after it happened, I'm sure there was even more police and everything like right, that right, right. around it. So, so it's like, like probably the safest we could have been. Your mind you're safe, but yeah. yeah, but because it just happened, you're like, Ooh. It just felt like, yeah, yeah I, it was weird. That's completely understandable. Normal, yeah, yeah. it's normal. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, we still had a lot of fun, though. That Animal Ranch was amazing. Highly recommend. Family-owned, so it's great to support. Yeah, that's beautiful. It was really cool. I would love to do that. I've always said that. Like, if I ever had, like, a shit ton of money, like, just to have a huge property and like rescue animals like I would love to do that I mean I always said like dogs like older dogs that, uh, like you know shelters nobody adopts the older dogs everybody wants yeah. the little puppies yeah. so I would like adopt them all and just have like a big open that's thing that's cute the, I, I mean, want an it'll alpaca never happen now. but oh you've always said that though and I met one and he was my best friend he was following me around oh and they put my uh, they put his hat and my glasses on him <laughs> <laughs> and he was my best friend I hosed him off with the hose and he was like this Oh, and he was goodness. so cute, and now I want one. Okay. Just, you're going to have to have a little bit bigger of a property. Zane so. wants a lot of property anyway, so I'm like, he's like, we're not getting a fucking alpaca. What's wrong with you? I'm like, we are, and we're going to get two so that they're friends because, and it they're sitting alone. outside, and it's raining by themselves, and we're so sad, but if they have a friend, they'll be fine. Yeah. Aw. It was adorable. Adorbs. I loved it. Okay. And like, and he was telling us about his dad and how he just had a love for animals, and we're driving past, and... I don't know if I told you this. We're driving past. He's like, yeah, this is where my dad lives. It was a house on like 12 foot stilts. He's like, he just, it's like an adult tree house. It's just how he lives. I'm like, he's like a little adventurer. He's just like, amongst, has all lives these amongst them. Oh, yeah. Wow. So cool. They had a giant white buffalo, which is really rare. Yeah. Wow. It was huge. A zebra, a zonkey. One of their donkeys had a baby with a zebra. And had, he's like, we didn't even try. It just like happened. And they're wow. rare. A, a zonkey. And the kangaroos. It was really cool. That's incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. So, highly recommend Indian Springs Ranch outside of Austin. 
Loved it. And I loved, I, I think that I loved Texas as a whole to vacation at. I think New York is home overall, especially because we want to be near family and whatever. It's just not very practical and like, I just love it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone in Dallas was the nicest person ever. I was like, what do we do? Like, why is everybody being so nice? Mm-hmm. Like literally like that. Like, how are you? It is my pleasure. What can I get you? Like complimenting us all the time. Like everybody was just so kind. Dallas really reminded me of New York. It was very diverse. It was very like little city life. And then there were suburbs outside. I really loved Dallas. I would definitely go back. And we made a friend at um, the Jackson restaurant. His name was Nathan, so... So, Nathan, when you're listening, hi, Nathan. (laughs) He was awesome. That's amazing. He was awesome. So that's my trip from Texas. What did you do while I was gone? (laughs) Mm, Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. She goes, I get home, I'm like, I did some laundry while I was there, so I'm going to do it. I go, she's like, you know what I did while you were gone? (laughs) Zero laundry. (laughs) I'm like, it works out then. That's perfect. I mean, Zane's got a full hamper, but that's on him. (laughs) No, I mean, I got got some Mm. done yesterday. Mm. I'm good, and everything is good. I'm I, fine. Everything I'm is fine. fine. Yeah, just shit, but just the shit. But that takes that's up. Life. It consumes me. Yeah, it consumes me. Like, bam, bam, bam. A couple of things happen, like, mm-hmm. all in the same day, and it just took me a day or two to recoup from that. It was mm-hmm. like, fuck. Yeah. You know? And um, a couple of doctor's appointments here and there. It was just, it was just... It was crappy weather of, here, huh? It was shitty weather here. Yeah. It was cold. Alyssa's like, look, it's 107. And I'm like, look, it's 66. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It was rainy. A lot of the days it was like rainy. Um, windy. It was windy. Just I was so blah. happy when we landed at JFK. We walked outside and it was 77. I was like, oh. Nice. It's so nice. So and never take was- it for granted. I think that was, no, not I think. That was definitely the warmest day since you guys left. Mm. That was the nicest day, the yeah. nicest weather when you guys came home. We it's brought like, it with us. She brought the sunshine back. <laughs> um, it's so funny, too, because I love hot weather. Like, I get cold very easily, so I like to be warm mm-hmm. and it most was just, times. And I, I was, we were texting Jerry about it because obviously, like, if we would move there, then obviously we would bring the whole fam. And I'm like, you would die. And yes, I get like that it's only the three months of the year but it's still like i just think you would be miserable i i would be miserable because i'm such an out like i love being out you know like just walking Mm -hmm. nature like i love all that Mm -hmm. so to not be able to do it like get warnings on your phone that you shouldn't go outside yeah no that's Mm -hmm. like here it gets like 90 95 See, that's even too hot for me. Exactly. I, I'd be in my pool then. Yeah. You know, but somebody posted in our group, I told you that they're they're in Arizona and <sighs> they screenshotted like their week of weather and it was like their high every day was like 117, 118, 117. Mm. Their low for the entire week was 90. Mm. And I'm like, I could not live. I yeah. would die. Mm. Like I would die. And and the worst part of it all is it is so hot that my pores are open and I'm sweating so much my tanner just slips off my body. He <laughs> said. Although if I lived there and had a pool, I guess I would tan outside in the summer because mm. then I didn't have to tan. But still, yeah, it's like too hot. And then it was mm. like you know like I don't know why I thought I always thought Dallas was a dry heat and you said it wasn't. No, it was wet. And you said Austin was even worse. Austin was even wetter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no thank you. Mm. I mean, I hate the humidity in New York. And mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't move to somewhere that's more humid and 20 degrees hotter. Like, I just, you just wouldn't, wouldn't like function. it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. I loved it, though, for a vacation, for sure. I just think, like, for me personally, like, New York's home. And, like, it's fine. I mean, anywhere you go, though, with your family would be home. Yes. You know? I mean, and this is all you know. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's home. Yeah. But. Just, if you went there and you had a great overall and the, f- and, the, and the weather was different, it could have been like a, yeah, we can all go there kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And if everybody was there, I think it would now be your new home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I just like the layout of Long Island better, too. But also because it's home. <laughs> I was talking to a girlfriend um, from school because she lives in an area that keeps popping up when I start looking for houses. And so I just messaged her. I'm like, you know, what are the good, the bad, the ugly about where did you used to live here? I think you did. And she said, yeah. She goes, the bad is, is that sometimes it'll snow until May. (gasps) Oh, thanks. Snow until May. (laughs) Um, And she also said the... It's so far away from beach. And yeah. I, I looked at Ali and I'm like, this is exactly why Long Island is so great. It's because you have the city right there. You have beaches everywhere around us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it was a little more affordable. <laughs> you know. Like a lot more affordable. Maybe. If you look up. most expensive place to live in the U.S. Oh, some of these lists are different. Huh. When I looked it up the other day, it was Long Island was yeah. like number one. Long Island is for the, it's because of the money. So if you take into consideration the average, medium, like the, the money earned, the taxes paid out. Long Island is yeah the taxes. I know a lot now of people saying New York City first, San Francisco, Honolulu, Boston, Washington D.C., Oakland, California, San Jose, California. San Diego, California, Los Angeles, California, Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida is expensive. I think you have to take into consideration everything. And I think that's what it is. I think Long Island as a whole is one of, mm. you know. I just don't, I just like, honestly, like, I just don't want to leave here. I just don't. So you stay. Like, if I had to move to Texas, I'd make it work. Yeah. I'd definitely so, move to Dallas. But like, I just like, I just want to stay here. So stay. Yeah. I'm going to stay. You stay. I like it here. You can just visit. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I would visit Dallas all the time. No, I'm saying I loved it. Me, like I'll visit you guys. Oh, yeah, but you're not moving from the East Coast. No, I'll stay on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just won't be five minutes away. Sold. Benji's so upset. Should I let him in? You think he would hear him and let him in? (gasps) He's he's saying talks so loud on the phone. I tell him all the time, like, why are you screaming? He's just a loud talker in general. He talks very. He's the opposite of you. Talk very quiet. And Zane's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, why? <laughs> the other day, oh, we, when we were getting ready in the bathroom, before we even left, I think we were packing or something, he walks into the bathroom and starts telling me something. He's screaming. And I look at him, I'm like, why are you yelling? He's like, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he doesn't even realize he's doing it. I'm like, you're talking so fucking loud. You like, know. the whole neighborhood can hear you. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, I am talking pretty loud. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Anyways, enough about me. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Um. Oh, well, we talked about it on Saturday. What? Uh, we don't even know what we're doing yet, so let me not start start talking about it over and over oh. again. Okay, go ahead. Read the first email. No, you are. Oh, I'm reading the first email. You are. This is an I just SOS. talk so much. I They're going to stop listening. Long e- th- 
they love you, Alyssa. <laughs> if I try to read it, uh, I'll do mess- one, another one first, and then I'll do that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I need to just I need, take need a breather. I, yeah, seriously. I'm shut the okay. fuck up. Hello, beautiful ladies. Sorry. A crush on my dentist. Okay. A crush on your dentist. She has a crush on her dentist. Um, hello, beautiful ladies. I love and enjoy you both so much. I won't make my email too long and get straight to the point. I have a huge crush on my handsome dentist, and I don't know what I can do. I can tell that he likes me too. Ladies, you know the sign when a man likes you. My crush my crush is becoming extreme when I can't get him off of my mind, and I try to find excuses to book appointments with him. <laughs> She's like, actually, I have a toothache. Oh, I have a toothache today. <laughs> uh, my issue is I have no idea how to make a move. I really can't talk to him while he's doing his job, and I don't know how to what to do to show interest. I was thinking of adding him on social media, but unfortunately my Instagram was hacked not too long ago, and I've been off of social media for a while. FYI, we're four years apart, so he's not one of those old doctors. Help, please. Okay, love you. Bye. Look, by the way, the email was sent by my friend who was too embarrassed to show her full name, so you don't look her up. <laughs> we really don't do that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not always. <laughs> when we're really interested. Uh, um, Maybe slip him a little note or something. Old school, like, here's my number. She said she can tell it. Like, he likes her. So why not? But how does she make the first move? As two people that have been in a committed relationship for so many fucking years, let's give you advice. How do you? How to shoot your shot. Mm. I don't know. What would I do? I'd be like, are you single? (laughs) I'd be so straight up. I would probably never be able to get a date because I would be so straight up. Who will be like, what? Really? <laughs> okay. Let's just make sure we're on, we're lined up before I waste my time. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would ask him if he's single. Make sure. Is he got a ring on his finger? Yeah, maybe, maybe make sure he's single. Make and- sure he's single. That's the first step. Because you don't want to be a homewrecker. And then I think maybe joking around, like, you know, I find myself making excuses to get in here for an appointment. Maybe we can see each other outside. That's so bold. That's so bold. But what (laughs) is she going to do otherwise? I mean, I I would never do that, but. I would slip him a note. Hmm. Or or just like be like super casual. Be like, listen, I don't know if you're single or not, but I wanted to give you my number just in case if you ever want to message me. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds better than a let's meet somewhere outside of here. <laughs> oh, can you I know. also say that I like when you're in my mouth? So <laughs> can we- I going off of what Alyssa just said, um, I'm sure he's like this girl's got a perfect set of teeth. So why does she keep coming in? I think she feels the same way I feel about her. So I'm sure he, especially if you feel he's giving you those hints, I'm sure he knows. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe just slipping him the number. Would be suffice. I Yeah, don't, like, make anything behind it. I'd just be like, listen, I don't know if you're in a relationship or not, but I think maybe we should Is grab a drink. too forward, but here. Yeah, here's my number. There you go. I would love for you to use it, but if you, you know. You know yeah, you don't have to be like, let me add your number on my phone. What's your number? Just put it on a piece of paper. If he wants to, he will. Mm. If he wanted to, he would. There you go. Because if he wanted to, he would. <laughs> That's why. It's true. 
it's truth. Things have never been spoken. Oh, Lissa. Maybe she's already done it. <laughs> she's like, thanks, girls, but we're getting we're married. Dating. <laughs> we're, we get married. I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Imagine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we have an urgency, an urgency here. An urgency on our hands. SOS. My sister is about to marry the wrong man. Mm. Yikes! Hey, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. She put. Thank you so much for reading this. Funny we put that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for reading this. By the time you do, though, it might be too late. But that's okay. It's not. By the way, we made sure it wasn't. We looked at her dates in the email. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I would like to say that you guys have been there for me in ways that that honestly have saved my sanity. The story will explain how you guys have saved me. Uh I've also had you guys in my ears during the whole cross-country moving adventure last year and every week while I'm cleaning my house. Mm All right, so here's the story. The story starts with my sister-in-law, who I don't even consider an in-law. She is my sister. We fight like sisters, love like sisters, and take each other's clothes like sisters. And we give each other that advice that... Others want, that the other doesn't want to hear, but needs to. Okay. She's only 20 and I'm 22, married to her brother, who is now 25. Okay. When we first met over five years ago, she had already been with her now fiance. Okay. So this guy was in the picture before she She, even came into the picture. Since they were 14. Hmm. Since she was 14 and he was 15 slash 16. They weren't really together together. Yes, they said that they were dating and in a relationship, but they hardly ever saw each other. And he always choose, chose his friends over her. Mm. When they were in high school, they had planned a barbecue with both of their parents and my in-laws. My in-laws showed up for the barbecue. He took off. My in-laws showed up for the barbecue and he took off with his friends instead of attending the barbecue that he put together so the parents can meet. He ended up graduating high school early and joining the Air Force. Uh, Right before he joined the Air Force is when I had come into the picture. And everything I had heard about him was awful. My husband, who had been my boyfriend at the time, was out of work for on the 4th of July, and my sister-in-law's fiancé was away with the military at the time. During this period, he had randomly decided to not talk to my sister-in-law for a month. His excuse was he just didn't feel like it. Come to find out that he was cheating, but to this day, it's been covered up that he didn't cheat, that he just, that the girl just slept in his bed. Okay. Anyway, on that 4th of July of 2017, I invited my sister-in-law to come spend it with me and some of my best friends. One of my best friends was a very handsome cowboy slash musician. We'll call him C. Instantly, my sister-in-law and my best guy friend C had a deep connection and crazy chemistry. I honestly was shocked because my sister-in-law's boyfriend is a nerdy video game type of dude and the C was the complete opposite. They, uh, she grew up in the country with horses and rock crawlers and all that and she had never been into that type of guy. Because I was looking out for her, I was trying to look out for her and I didn't want her to cheat on her boyfriend even though he hadn't spoke to her in a month. I knew the guilt would kill her. I, co- I was constantly playing babysitter the whole weekend. We were at our other friends on a big piece of land, and they kept taking off and were si- on the side-by-sides together, holding hands and trying to kiss. 
Looking back, my biggest regret was not just letting it happen. (laughs) Over the next few years, every time that they would see each other, they would fall more and more in love, but she wouldn't leave her boyfriend. She never cheated on him, but she was in love with C. At her graduation party, her boyfriend was in town, and C and his band were playing at her party. C, who is one of my best friends, is a good old boy and can't stand it when a lady is being disrespected. My ex had punched me one time, and C happened to be there, and be there. He beat up my ex and helped me break up with him and took me to church to feel better. He's a -a one-of-a-kind man, and I was very lucky to have a friend like him. At this graduation party, my husband asked my sister's boyfriend if he was happy to be back in town and to see her since he had been gone for for 10 months. And he literally rolled his eyes and said, no, not really. I hate being home. See her this and more and more and saw how her boyfriend wouldn't give her the time of day. So like the gentleman he is, he asked her, he danced with her in front of the boyfriend, sang with her on stage. And when the graduation came cake came out there was a full-on cake war between c and my sister what does that mean my cake fight really yeah but like in a cute way oh okay okay, yeah who later i had to follow them to the bathroom while they were cleaning the cake off of them so they wouldn't do anything (laughs) the boyfriend was not happy with this was not happy at this point my sister's literally holding her boyfriend's hand while laying next to c at one point in the night, C flat out called out the boyfriend for being shitty to her. The next day, the boyfriend asked my in-laws permission to marry my sister. They said no to wait till they matured over the next year while she started college. He still asked her to marry him. She said yes. My in-laws flipped their lid because he hadn't turned 18 yet and they had said no. A few months later, C found out and was sad. Told my sister that he is waiting for her. That she has to figure out what she wants. We had been at a Christmas party that night, and my sister kept acting like C's girlfriend, which he kept saying to her, you can't tell me not... What? Which he kept saying to her, you can't tell me not to do... You're you're not my girlfriend. Because at this point, she was a little frustrated with her staying in... He was a little frustrated with her staying in an abusive relationship and truly cared for her. Mm. Okay. When my sister realized that she wanted to pick C, it had been too late. He had met someone and got engaged. At my wedding, my sister met the new woman and tried to befriend herself to make herself feel better. And it honestly was a shit show. And super sad because at this point, our whole family wanted C and my sister together. So there was my sister engaged to another man and C engaged to another woman. Last year, my fiance decided that she was going to move. Her sister. Oh, sorry. Last year, my sister. I'm really butchering this one. (laughs) No, you did fine. (laughs) Last year, my sister decided that she was going to move across the country to be with her fiance. It was very hard time for our family. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law are best friends. And my sister-in-law knew about how we felt about her fiance. There was a lot of screaming and arguing and fights. And we all know that he's abusive. But she was to the point where no matter what we said to her, she wouldn't leave him. So we gave it one last attempt. I had my sister-in-law come over, invited some of her other friends, but I didn't tell her that C was coming too, which had just broken up with his cheating fiance. Nothing happened between him and my sister. He said that he was still waiting for her and that one day it would work out, that she needed to move and see what happens. They both stayed the night at my house and stayed up talking all night like they normally did. She left last June and October 27th, 2020. I got the worst news I had ever received. My best friend, who had been there for me through everything, had flipped his truck and died. Two weeks after my my other best friend died. (gasps) C died. Oh. 
My sister-in-law wanted to come home for the funeral, but between her now job and her fiancé's manipulation, we haven't seen her since last June. She's still a wreck overseas and hasn't gotten any closure, and she's absolutely crushed. Anyway, her fiancé and her were planning on getting married next July in 2022, but he just found out that he's deployed to Hawaii, so they have to get married now. She'd already had plans to come out and see us this June because it had already been a year and our families are extremely close. So now we've been running around planning this wedding with only two weeks to make it happen. My mother-in-law and I are going crazy. Meanwhile, after we go dress shopping this coming Sunday, she wants to sneak over to the graveyard to see C because her fiancé can't know because they hated each other. C was my best friend, and he had gone through so much in his life, and he experienced so much pain. And I love my sister-in-law, and I'm trying to put on a happy face for this wedding. Honestly, everyone is trying to put on a happy face. But I can't help but be absolutely crushed for C. The woman that he was waiting for never picked him. She picked the guy he hated. I'm honestly still in denial over C, so a part of me keeps daydreaming that he'll crash the wedding. I also know that my sister-in-law and her fiancé apparently have a better relationship now that they've been living together, but I've seen little hints here and there that I don't believe it. Because they've uh, lived on the other side of the country so far away from us, we only hear what my sister-in-law tells us. How am I going to do this? Since we found out last week about the wedding, it's felt like he died all over again for me. I'm frustrated with my sister, and I'm devastated. I'm trying to be supportive because I know that this is what she wants, and she needs to go on this journey to figure out life the hard way. She now is going to stay an extra week with us until her, while her fiancé flies home after the wedding because our grandma is having open-heart surgery. I'm hoping that during that week I can have a heart-to-heart with her, but by then she'll be married to him. How do I feel better about the situation? I want to feel at peace with it, but this is her decision, and it just doesn't affect me. I just want to be happy for my sister, even though it's not what I want for her. Sorry for the grammar. I'm crying while typing this. Oh, because I miss my best friend. Oh, thank you guys for being there for me. The last few months have been hard and I and you guys have got me through it. Two of my best friends dying a miscarriage and I'm pregnant again. Oh, congratulations. You guys made me feel so much less lonely. I'm going to tag your picture of C and my sister from the grad party and a recent one of him. Of C before he passed. They look a lot different now, but LOL, but I'll send a video of him singing. Okay. Mm. Oh. oh, wait. So that's them in this first one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at them, the way they make eye contact. They look or is, like... Wait, is that him in the second one? Or that's him in both? That's him in both. Okay. Um, <sighs> you not, you I... are never guaranteed tomorrow. Can I, I? I just want to say, like, Wait, I know you say you're busy, you're your biggest. Wait. You know she's crying right now. Ah! Oh my god! Stop! Oh my god! This is hard. This is really, really hard. This is hard. And let me just say that, jeez, um, this is like maybe only the the saving grace of the story is, like, if they were in love with each other, in if they were in love with each other, which it seems like, but yet it just wasn't the right time or place, and now he's passed. It's almost. Like a saving grace that they weren't together. Because picture how heartbroken 
You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, if this sister-in-law, if your sister-in-law and him winded up getting together. And then he And passed. then he passed. Right. You know? I didn't even like, think of it that. That would be, I think, so much more difficult. And I appreciate that you're saying that you know that you have no saying this and it's her decision and she's got to do what she's got to do because that's it. And... You know, maybe they are doing better now that they're living together, and you can only have that hope and that faith that things will go okay for her. But he's gone, so no matter whether she marries this guy, the wrong guy, or not, C is still not here with us. Us, that sucks. C is still not here, and he. I know you want him to come crash that party, but he's, Hmm. you know. But I think the whole point is, is that this man is not good enough for your sister-in-law. No. And I think that's the whole point. I mean, yeah, sure, you wish that seeing her would have gotten together looking at it from an outsider. Maybe mm. that would have been worse because it would have, him passing would have really messed her up, you mm. know, to finally, to get, let me get rid of my fiance. Mm. Let me pursue my real love mm-hmm. and then have him pass. Probably would have been super devast- devastating. Um, I do believe maybe that this is just a filler man. <laughs> you know, maybe she doesn't have a lot of self-worth. So I've hard to watch someone you love go like, yes. do that. But, but she does know. You, you, you don't know really that, have a say. Right. And you know what? Maybe she's making the worst mistake of her life or maybe it'll be the best decision of her life. But you supporting her either way and putting on that fake smile is all that you can do in this situation. I also don't even think you necessarily have to put on a fake smile. I think you can be like, listen, I don't think that this is the right person for you, but I want you to be happy. And if this is what's going to make you happy, then I'll support you. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think that personally, like, letting people know how you feel, but being like, I... Gentle. Yeah, like, gently, like, I don't understand it, but I'll understand it because I love you. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. But being her watching this, I understand what you're going through because you yeah. saw a whole different side of her with somebody when she else. was with C. Yeah. So you know that she's worthy of better. Of somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you know, said, though, even, like, like saying that, like, this is your decision. I personally think that there's better out there for you, but. But I, I love you and I'll you. support you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh my God, I think you should let her know how you feel. Sorry. that's so, This is mm. so sad. I'm mm. so sorry. While I don't think it's your position to change what she does, I do think as a sister it's your position to let her know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because if you were in this position, you would want her to tell you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need an outside perspective. God, didn't we just have this conversation the other night? It's like it's not our job, but it is our job. It is. You know? Yeah. You can't. You can control what you say, not what she does. Right. So control what you can control. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for all your loss. And mm. congratulations on mm. being pregnant now. And <sighs> she's probably so emotional now, too, that she's pregnant. It's C coming through, you know? They take, they give. Think of that, you know? Mm. Wow. Let her know how you feel. Yeah. Hopefully, I do hope that their relationship is better now because he sounded pretty fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah, and from somebody who's been in a shitty relationship, no matter how much people told me it was a shitty relationship, you have to yeah. have that moment where you're like, I deserve better. Yep. So no matter how much people told me, I had to wait for it to 
hit me. Totally. So she's going to have to wait for it to hit her. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. Okay, long distance advice. Hello, lovelies. I apologize in advance for my long email. <laughs> it's like a paragraph. I know, like the uh, one I just read of, was a story. <laughs> my boyfriend of five years is in Utah working six weeks. It's, it's my boyfriend of five years is in Utah working six weeks. It's only been a week so far. I did find stuff for myself, like I did painting and um, a twist. Went to yoga class, but yesterday. Friday, I drank too much, and, well, it wasn't pretty. I was drinking alone and got really sappy and sad. I know it's not good for me to do this, uh, to do that each weekend to cope that he's gone. Do you all have any tips on getting through this tough time? We've never been away from each other for this long, and I know it's a little silly, but every time I see a couple, I get into a depression. I do struggle with anxiety and depression, which I smoke weed for, but it's illegal here in Texas. So thank you for having the podcast. Podcast. Okay, love you. Bye. So it's too late, huh? It, <laughs> it's been six weeks. Oh, it's been six weeks. I hope you got through it okay. I would just say <laughs> occupy your time. <laughs> you know, I smelled a lot of weed in Texas for it being illegal. But oh. you smelled it all the time here in New York when it was illegal too. So. Yeah, true that. Hopefully you got through it good. Coworker drama. What? Hi, Alyssa. I know she just fucking put you out she to just the put, curb. She's like, fuck Jerry. She put you out to the curb. It's okay. I, be- I belong there sometimes, I admit it. <laughs> okay. Shut up. I just like laughed and didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> you do that oh my sometimes. God, when I'm editing, when you're editing you're like, <laughs> when I edit sometimes, I'm like, fuck, Alyssa had a whole conversation. I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't even hear you. Like, I hear you, but I'm not hearing you. Uh, I'm no. like, wow, I sound like a fucking bitch. <laughs> I was going to say that would have been really fucked up if I didn't acknowledge that. You're just like, yeah, sometimes I belong there. And I'm just like, huh. <laughs> no, I do, though. <laughs> no. And I was like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Why do humans do that? We're just like, ah, so funny. And then move on. Like, we didn't even fucking hear what the person said. You liar. Uh, sucks. We kind of slow down a little bit. When somebody asks you a question, you're just like, ah. They're like, no, no, no. What? I was asking you a question. They're like, oh, I was just laughing you off because I don't want to talk to you. Okay. Anyways. Hi, Alyssa. I'm from Wisconsin. I love watching your videos. The story is about my coworker. And I work at a sub business. Like, like. Like sandwiches? Sub. Maybe. So I used to work the night shift. Oh, you gotta figure this out on your own. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So I used to work the night shift, but with my high school schedule, I get out early to go to work. So I switched to the day shift, which is the shift that my sister works as well. So there was another girl who works with us every day, which is the coworker that I'm writing about. She is homeschooled, which there's nothing wrong with that, but she is constantly swearing at me and yelling at my sister and making her cry. My sister has high-functioning autism and is 21, but the way that she yells at her makes my blood boil. Some examples of her yelling at us is that one day she asked us how many hours I work a week, which I responded with 25 to 35, and then yelled, that's bullshit, while a customer was in the store. Another example that happened with my sister was she yelled at my sister to do jobs that she didn't want to do when we are supposed to be a team. We have told our boss multiple times and they say that we will talk to her and she still constantly does it. We love our boss, but it just feels like they aren't doing enough. Also, our deliver drivers also agree that they aren't doing enough. But recently I started golf, so I haven't been working as much. But once I get home, my sister says she's still constantly yelling 
at her at her and bossing her around. Me and my sister don't need this job technically because she has her own pet sitting business and I start college soon. Our boss also were making her work the night shift to not work us work with us both and she is but she's refusing to switch to nights. So I'm just asking if you guys have another way to go about this. Sorry this email is long but I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and she put photos. Sounds like you just need both need to get a new job. Yeah, quit the job. I mean, yeah. if you're, you're you're in a situation where you said, but honestly, we both don't need it, so, so then just leave it. Peace out. Why stay? Why stay in the situation if you a don't need it to get abused? Yeah, you know, no. like yelling at your sister and treating her like that. Mm, no. and, you know, avoid uh, ignoring the fact of the amount of complaints you have made to your boss and even the delivery people. Like notice, like yeah. it's pretty shitty shit situation. Yeah, <laughs> and um. Peace out. You know, yeah. Peace out. You're going to college. Your sister has her dog sitting. That's like, that's all you Dunzo. need. Yeah, that was, that was that was easy. Okay, fun advice. Hey, hey, ladies, I've written in before for advice and it really changed my life. Aw, keep up the amazing work. You're helping so many people. You girls are truly an inspiration. Today I have something kind of fun that I need some advice from. <laughs> we goofed. This is, yeah. Prom is next month. I'm struggling with two things. Damn it. I'm sorry. We missed your prom. We don't have much time, though, so let's go. Next. Advice. My best friend is drowning, and I feel like I can't help her. Hey, listen, Jerry. First off, it goes without saying that I love you so much. (laughs) You're absolutely amazing. You guys literally just saved me through lockdown here in Australia. The highlight of my days was going for a three- to four-hour walk just so I could listen to at least two episodes. Oh, she went on walks just so she could listen to us. That's so cute. I love you. I think I know who this is. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely re- uh, repeated a few episodes. The Ziploc bag being the ultimate favorite. <laughs> but anyways, Classic. I better stop on about how much I love you guys and go on with the story because it's always going to be it's already going to be quite long and I'm desperate for some advice. I'm really sorry, but I feel like I need to include everything so you guys understand what happened. Okay, so it's not exactly about me. It's about my best friend. That's why I'm going to just use letters as everyone's name as everyone's names. Okay. So in high school, I had a few classes with Jay. We weren't really close uh, friends or anything. I knew that she had a rocky relationship with her mom, so she left home and lived with her girlfriend, B. She dropped out of school when they were 16 and started working full-time. This was in uh, 2011. Fast forward a few years, 2015. I was at work, and a new girl comes in saying she was here for a trial, and it's Jay from high school. She got the job, and we clicked straight away, and we became best friends. I never really asked her what happened with her and her mom when she left, why she left home so young, but I think she just, but I also think she just assumed I knew this story through rumors going on around the high school, but I honestly had no idea. One day she mentioned that she had to ask for a day off of work to go to court. I asked why she had to go to court and she said it was stuff to do with her biological dad. I wanted to ask why, but I could tell she didn't really want to talk about it and I figured she would tell me if she wanted to talk about it, so I left it at that. A few days later, after she had gone to court, I asked how everything went and she said it went well, but nothing was resolved and she'd have to go back in a few months. This time I asked what was going on because I could see tears in her eyes and she had clearly needed to talk to needed to talk about something. She said when she was younger, her mom and dad fought a lot, and her dad would sometimes beat her, her mom, and her two younger sisters, T and L. 
He would drink a lot and sometimes be gone for days and come back really angry and hurt Jay and her sisters. It took a while for her mom to build up the strength and leave his ass, but since it was going on for so long, it sort of damaged Jay's relationship with her mom, and that's why she dropped out of school so young and left home. When Jay was 15, her and her sisters, who were 13 and 11 at the time, all made statements to the police about what had happened, but they had a detective on the case who seemed who didn't seem to care about it all. That's why they were just trying to get a restraining order against the biological dad because he because the detective said they wouldn't be able to send him to jail. Fast forward 2016, Jay is still with her girlfriend B. I left my job at the cafe and went to a trip to Europe. Um Remember the email about the girl who was in Greece ended up having giving her drunken one night stand a shower because he threw up during sex. Sex, yeah, that's me. Uh. Ah. Jay and I stayed in touch, and we would talk most days. She told me that the feelings weren't with B anymore, and she met this guy S. She broke it off with B a few weeks and started seeing S. I met him a few times when I got back from my trip. She was really happy with him. I then left again, uh, went and did a work holiday on Hamilton Island for five months. When I came back, I was going to the cafe's work Christmas party because I was still good friends with everyone there working and the boss. I offered Jay a drink, and she said, no thanks, Jay is never one to pass up a drink, especially at a party. So I jokingly said, oh, what, you pregnant or something? And she said, yep, with twins. (gasps) I literally screamed. She wanted to tell me in person so she could see the look on my face. Even though she's only been with S for a few months at this point, She was happy and excited. Fast forward a few months, she gives birth to the most beautiful little girls. At this point, Jay is really on good terms with her mom and her sisters, and everything is going great. But of course, after having kids, Jay and S's relationships start to go downhill. Mm. Jay would talk to me, and I would offer to babysit um, while they went out and had a date night every now and then. Uh, I thought it was working, and their relationship was doing well. Fast forward 2019, they decide to go for another baby and fall pregnant with another beautiful girl. Oh As then proposes to her not long after, and they get married, February 2020, before the daughter was born in March. Jay would always talk to me about how their relationship has taken a toll, and she doesn't know how to get their sex life back after having kids. And she wishes that she could just have a night off from their relationship and hook up with a random guy and get it out of her system. But she would also tell me that she loves S and would never do that to him. She would say these sort of comments every now and then over the next few months, but I really never took it seriously because I know she would never act on it. Fast forward a few weeks ago, I was at her house. We had a few drinks. Things took a turn. When I mentioned, I started seeing a new chiropractor and she said and told her where it was. Turns out her biological dad used to own it. She told me that she had been lying to me and needed to tell me something. She went to go get a copy of her police statement and asked me to read it. Only if I wanted to because the truth, uh, because she trusts me and wants me to understand why she's so messed up. You good? You want me to read to me? Could you please? (laughs) That statement was the hardest thing I've ever read. The only people who have seen it is one police officer, the detective, and one of her sisters, T. Her biological dad wouldn't just beat her, but he would sexually touch her and force her to take a bath with him when she was just 11 or 12 and make her touch him. She knew that it was wrong, but would let it happen because she thought that if his attention was on her, then he wouldn't do it to her. He wouldn't do it to her sisters. At the court case, she went on and found it. At the court case, went on as it went on. 
She found out that it didn't only happen to her, but it did also happen to her sister, Elle. Elle hasn't shared her police statement with Jay or anyone, and no one knows exactly what happened, but you can take a guess. Elle has struggled with depression for a few years now and has tried to take her own life multiple times. Number, a number of times. During the COVID lockdown, Elle came out as non-binary and moved out of home. The whole family, including me, was very, is very open to that world. While I admit I'm not very educated on the topic, I'm going to try my best to use the correct pronouns. The same goes with Elle's family. But since we've never been around anyone non-binary, it was always hard to say the correct pronouns. A few slip of the tongues here and there soon led to many arguments and Elle feeling like they didn't have any support. Mm. Elle stormed out of Jay's house one night because S had made a comment saying she instead of they, and that was the final straw for Elle. Jay called me that night in tears, saying that she couldn't find Elle, and they had blocked Jay and S and her sister T on Facebook and Snapchat. I had looked on my Snap Maps, and I wasn't blocked, and I could see that Elle was at a friend's house down the road. Jay had had a few drinks that night and started saying how she wished that S wasn't there because he started it all and caused Elle to storm out. Considering I see how Jay and S act together all the time, and from what Jay tells me, I thought it was time to ask the hard questions. I said, do you think that you'd still be with us if you didn't fall pregnant with the twins? And she said, honestly, no, but at this point, I feel like I'm stuck. I said, why do you feel like you're stuck? You have an amazing support group that's here for you. She started crying and said, it's not that simple to just leave. I haven't been honest with you. That hole in the wall that was in the twins' room wasn't an accident. S and I have been having arguments, and he slammed my head into the wall in front of the twins. I called the police and had to make a statement. Then... And then we had a child protective service officer come out and evaluate us once every six months. Have you noticed recently why I've been wearing long sleeve tops? Because S has been giving me bruises from holding my arms too tight in an argument. The bruise that I had above my eyebrow, S slapped me in another argument. I was honestly frozen in shock and I didn't know what to say. Jay is my best friend and I honestly had no idea that this was happening to her. I told her that if anything like this happens again to call me straight away and... I will always answer the phone. She told me that one of the twins pushed her sister into the wall... And when Jay told her off for it, she said, it's okay, mommy, because daddy pushed your head into the wall. And Jay started crying and said, no, sweetie, it's not okay at all. Jay Jay always says about herself, I'm so fucked up. And I've told her hundreds of times, you're not fucked up. You just had fucked up things happen to you. She's starting to see a counselor and she likes her, but I don't really think it's helping. Please, can you give me advice on how to help her? I'm the only one who knows that S hurts Jay. And Jay has told me that S is currently on a waiting list for anger management program. But no matter what she tells me, I honestly can't look at S the same after that. He raises his voice at the kids and it just makes me uncomfortable knowing that he, if he could hurt his wife like that, then what's stopping him from losing his temper with one of the kids? I know it's a horrible thing to think, but it's honestly just how I feel. So basically my best friend has a lot on her plate and I don't know how to help her. Elle has still got jay blocked on social media jay's husband can't control his anger and his actions trigger jay's ptsd from her biological dad meanwhile she's raising three-year-old twins and a newly one-year-old i can't report anything because if their child protective services get sent to her home she could possibly lose her kids i feel like any advice i give jay isn't good enough because i don't have kids nor do i have the experience with a committed relationship please help it's also been a month since Elle last spoke with jay Sorry for the long email, but I feel like not to. I had to include everything in order for you to understand. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh my God, this is horrible. Jesus the Christ. Whole shit is horrible. She needs to get away from him. And I understand it's hard. Uh, you're in Australia. I don't know how it works, but restraining order. Take her kids, her three kids, get a restraining order against him and get out of that situation. She's mentally disturbed because of everything that she went through as a child. I mean, understandably so. Um, but to stay in that relationship because she fears um, it, it's it's so wrong on so many levels because of those kids. She needs to protect her kids. As a mother, your number one job is to protect your children. And getting those three kids away from 
him is, in my opinion, the number one priority right now. Like, she has to continue with therapy, obviously, but she needs to get those three kids away because he hurts her. It's only a matter of time. If he hasn't already hurt those children, it's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. So she needs to get those kids out. Restraining order. I would talk to her about the possibility of a restraining order and maybe she go to a shelter of some sort if they have, somewhere where he can't find her. And those kids, you know? I mean, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. It's so sad. I, think, I mean, this whole thing is so sad. That's horrible. I think, like, she needs a reality check because she's, like, kind of staying. And so I think maybe you need to sit her down and look her in the eyes and be like, you cannot put your children in this position. I don't want to say threaten either, but those children, they need to be protected. And if you're not doing it, I will call. I mean, like, think about the trauma that she has from her father. You right. want your children to have trauma her from three her children or now their father? Witnesses. I mean, for to turn around and say, it's okay. Mommy put, daddy put mommy's head through the wall. Baby's three years old. So to be witnessing that. They're going to have PTSD. They really are. You I don't mean, want your children to feel the, the way you feel. The formable, most formable years are like the first five years of a kid's life. Mm-hmm. They're never going to forget this. Mm-hmm. You know, they could try to block it, but it's always going to be there. They're going to yeah. grow up a different person because of what they're witnessing. So if you were to call CPS and the kids get taken away temporarily, that might be a good thing because at least they'll be safe from that environment. But I think talking to mom and saying, mom, listen... You need to get yourself and the kids away from this guy. Yeah. There's got to be a such thing as a restraining order in Australia. They have to have something like that to protect women. Yeah. Over here, I mean, that's the one great thing about America, even though it fails, but the laws are set up really to protect women and children, you Mm -hmm. know? So even though they have strict laws, of course, shit still happens, but try to to get her out of there. Mm -hmm. That's the advice I would give her. Yeah. I think you need to put it in a perspective of like, you want to do better for your kids than what your your parents did for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's, as the generations go on, it's like you learn of like what you don't want for your children of how you were raised. So like, I think she needs the reality of check of like, you're raising children and think about how your parents raised you. Do you want them to feel the way you feel and have trauma and PTSD? No, you want to raise your children better. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe if she hears that reality check and be like, you're right. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But I think put it in the kid's perspective and be like, listen. Protect those kids. That's what it's about. That's your number one priority. Protect those kids and break the cycle. Like Alyssa said, it's a cycle, right? That's how she grew up. She has to break that cycle. Yeah. Do better for those kids. They deserve better. Yeah, I guess just have like serious talks with her. Oh, that's so sad. Like you're not stuck. You can start over. You're still young. Like you're fine. Get out before it gets worse. Yeah. What if he kills her? God forbid. Jesus Christ. I mean. Bruises, black eyes, fucking He's got anger problems. She deserves better. Yeah. She deserves, bottom bottom line, she deserves better. And those so, kids deserve better. Yeah. Wow. Give us an update if you Please. have one. We love you guys so much. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, come back. Yeah, and, definitely. And listen more. Okay. okay love you. Bye. Bye.